This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod hosts, Guilty Wilson. Nerd Up! Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm your host, Guilty Wilson, along with... Captain Radio, uh, a.k.a. Tony Collins, or is it Tony Collins, a.k.a. Captain Radio? I just, I just, I've got a real existential crisis thing happening here, I guess. I'm stuck on the a.k.a. part. The a.k.a.? Is also that a gun? Also known as... <laughs> It's one of those mornings. Yeah, no, it's not a gun. No, okay. I shot an AKA once. Yeah. <laughs> In a Jed Bryan film. If you'd stay out of the potholes oh, over yeah, the weekend, your brain no, might not be quite so no, foggy. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but it, what I do on the weekends is my business. Oh, yes, it is. But uh, I try to make it yours as well. <laughs> all right. Well, no, yeah, yeah. That's uh, We're, we're going to have some fun today. We got uh, First of all, we're going to talk about the top Christmas movies because a certain film that I happen to yeah. work on made a top Christmas movie list, yeah. which I'm so strong. Actually, made two lists. Made two lists. Made two odd lists. Yeah, yeah. Made a couple of lists. We're I would have never seen that. It. I would have never in my life said, "Oh yeah, a film I made." First of all, that would have been a sentence that would, is weird coming out of my mouth. A film I made made it on two top lists of hor- of uh, Christmas movies, right. and I'm like, no, those would have never happened. But let's stick around. We'll talk about that. Also, we're gonna uh, talk with Matt Shore. Yep. He's got a new Kickstarter going on about uh, the flight of the phantasmodactyls. And uh, he's, it's like well, like Goosebumps books, little short uh, young adult novels. Right. And uh, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I figured that out after a while, but we won't go there. <laughs> but uh, his Kickstarter, uh, Flight of the Phantasmodactyls, just looks really cool. And uh, that we'll talk to him about that. Then we're going to talk about the top uh, Christmas movies. And thrown in there, we're going to throw in, because Tony and I, over the weekend, yes, we did. saw Violet Night. And it is awesome. It's Big just, thanks to to Kelsa and the crew there at Eagle Theater here in Robinson oh. for uh, giving us the opportunity to see movies at Eagle. And uh, being a supporter of the uh, Nerd Up podcast, we certainly appreciate that. Definitely. And I'm telling you what, if you haven't seen Violent Night yet, not a kid movie. No, no, no. But uh, as an adult, you could go and enjoy it. And it's got a little something for everybody. And you'll laugh. You'll cry. Yeah. You'll go, oh, Wow, <laughs> a time or two. I so. didn't know a body car part could be penetra- penetrated like that. <laughs> Boy, that's hard Which to get out. Is, sounds dirtier than it I, is. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and especially I, I always wondered if a candy cane could be a weapon. So just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we've all we've all wondered it. We've all thought about it. Yeah. So all right. Well, we'll come back and we'll talk with uh, Matt Shore and find out about his book. Then after that, stick around because we'll talk about uh, top Christmas movies, uh, the ones we like in particular. And we'll talk about. Uh, Violent Night, and maybe even Guardians uh, Christmas special. Yeah, that was yeah, a cute I little thing. I happened to watch it over the weekend, too, after after several days of hounding from you that I needed to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I went ahead and watched it over the weekend. And you're well rewarded. After I am well it. rewarded. All right. All right, so stick around. We'll come back with uh, Matt Shore and then a top 10, or not top 10, just a top Christmas. Yeah. We don't know how just to stop. Just must watch. Yeah, we don't know how to stop at 10. Or at least the magazines don't, apparently. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. 
Have you ever wondered what makes Eagle Theater possible? It's you. In a world of Netflix, Amazon Prime, and YouTube, it's your loyalty to Eagle Theater that makes first-run movies here a thing. And we want to say thank you with the annual popcorn bucket. Buy the annual bucket and you're set to say. When you buy the bucket, we'll fill it for free. And each time you come back for another visit, we'll fill it for just $3.50. Buy the bucket, support the Eagle Theater, and say... All right, welcome back. And you know what? I'm just going to stick with us staying that. Yeah, you may as well just stick with it. Yeah. You keep saying it anyway. So. I know. It, it, it's. I, I mean, I know podcast people, they binge these podcast things sometimes. Right. I know I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like, you guys, just you're just there. I'm playing in the background. All right, so, but right now it's time to talk with Matt Shore. Matt's got another uh, uh, Kickstarter up. And this guy is just, I don't know. It, 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 he comes up with some weird stuff, Tony. Well, those are the people we like talking to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Matt Shore, welcome to the Nerd Up Podcast again. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And a better description probably could never have been said of me. This guy comes <laughs> up with some weird stuff. That's, <laughs> that is me. I'm going to make that my elevator pitch. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, I, I know where the weird stuff that he comes up with comes from because I follow Matt on TikTok. Mm. And a lot of what he does on TikTok <laughs> is things my five-year-old says, things my six-year-old says. And, you know, <laughs> your kid's talking about a clock in your brain and, you uh-huh. know, you, you got to go with it. Yeah. And so Matt creates comic books Matt out of this creates weirdness. creates comic books out of the, the <laughs> childhood weirdness. Yeah. Well, Matt, uh, you got a new Kickstarter project that's uh, going on right now. And again, this one this seems weird, but I'm, I'm, I, Actually, okay, now before you give the title of it, I'm going to tell you that whenever I saw this, it reminded me there's a horror movie out, and I think it's on Tubi right now, but it's called Velocipaster. Yes, <laughs> and, I have heard of this, but I haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it either, but I've seen the trailer for it, and basically it's a pastor that becomes a velociraptor or something. I'm not sure exactly how it as, works. As one does. And, yeah, <laughs> well, you know. I, I don't need anything else. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. You had me at the title. Yeah, exactly, and the me too. <laughs> and so that's what this kind of reminded me of, but... But I'm going to let you give the full title. What is the fu- the title of this new comic book that you got coming out? It's every bit as fun to say. Flight of Phantasmodactyls. Phantasmodactyls. Yes, it's the it's the fourth entry in my what I'm calling my Zombosaurus series, where I they're uh, kind of like goosebumps meets uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, uh, <laughs> just about monsters and just, yeah. It also meets the the old um, those. The Atomic Age black and white 50s films that used to grace oh, yeah. our television sets late at night. Yeah, there's a lot of that in there, too. Yeah. All, right. All right. And even maybe throw in some Godzilla action or something. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right. Yes. Well, so, I, yeah. The uh, Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, well, I saw the Phantasmodactyl, and I'm like, okay, when I – growing up at, uh, for a time in my life in Tulsa, Oklahoma – Wait, Phantasmodactyl, isn't that a Frank Zappa album? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> but there, there's actually – there was a, a, a ride at this amusement park. It's Bell's Amusement Park in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was called the Phantasmagoria. And I'm like uh, – that was like – when I was a kid, it was the scariest thing in the world. As an adult, I went back, I'm like, this is lame, but <laughs> – Still the phantasmoda- phantasmagoria, and then I was like, phantasmodactyl. I'm like, okay, Matt Shore is just trying to scare the poop out of me again. <laughs> so- I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, tell us, what's the storyline behind this? Uh- okay, well, 
Sure. Like I said, this is the fourth entry. It all began with Attack of the Zombosaurus Rex. Mm -hmm. It it continued with Scourge of the Vampire Velociraptors. (laughs) Went on a little bit further with the Curse of the Werasaurus. So now here's our latest uh, monster. Uh, It is a series. The same characters keep popping up, Mm. uh, but they are all pretty self-contained stories. So if you skip one, skip ahead, you'd be fine. But anyway, the premise is these kids inadvertently... uh, turned on this old technology that they found in this abandoned building and it bridged the gap between these between our world and another universe where these horrifying monsters existed and they started crossing over and this is the latest one to make its way over and every single time it falls to these kids uh, to actually <laughs> send them back and protect their town it's uh yeah i've been telling people i'm giving these kids the worst childhood imaginable and i would feel bad <laughs> if it wasn't so fun to do <laughs> nah, nah i mean you look what they did to the stranger things kids so why not <laughs> i know right like when stranger things came out it's like well darn it they sort of i had that idea first because <laughs> i've been doing this You've been- like i did the first one like 10 years ago <laughs> you've been punishing kids before so <laughs> well yeah yeah well it's not it's not a new concept I guess. So. <laughs> I get, yeah. well now all right so why are you doing a whole series of uh monster reptile dinosaur we- weirdness zombies zombies yeah why, what, what, what's in, what's going on in that head of yours matt <laughs> oh my gosh the better question is why wouldn't i do this type of thing? I mean, that, right, that's one enough. of those it's, it's like uh this story hasn't been made well Gosh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I want this story out there. Uh, it's I grew up writing stories, and I grew up on Tales from the Crypts, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I discovered Freddy Krueger when I was five years old. All right, and I, look how well I've turned out. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I, I fell in love with horror at an early age, and I never grew out of it. I grew out of a lot of things, uh, but not horror. That 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 stays with me to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I got into writing and I got into that at an early age and I always knew when I wrote stories, that's what I was going to want to write. That, that That's just who I was. It's what I, the stories I want to tell. That's what's in my brain. I don't know why it just is. <laughs> um, you, you can blame the content I saw at an early age for it, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that it's quite that simple. I think, it but just, anyway, yeah. I think the best explanation is just Matt's twisted. Just go with it. They, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to argue that. I, I can't deny it but uh, and yeah that's the best way to to fight that twisted nature is uh, to put it on paper so you've got to put it on paper to get it out of your head right yeah that's what i think wes craven said that so i'm just following in the footsteps of greatness right absolutely i agree i agree now uh again oh i i loved your stuff with the uh the moby dick back from the deep series you ran where moby dick was a zombie supernatural being thing and that was a cool run and uh and i know you're doing it now with it the, now these are more uh juvenile i guess you'd say more younger audience targeted right? to a younger demographic yes absolutely it's uh you know eight to twelve but uh, if you're like me and you're not very mature it's still <laughs> perfect reading material so because because i love uh, young reader stories, especially the ones that have any kind of giant monster in it. I, I'm gonna. I used to love Banicula. Does anybody remember that one? Oh yeah, I remember Banicula. <laughs> yeah, the celery stalks at midnight, and uh-huh. all those those were great. So, uh, 
Wow, I didn't think anybody else in the world knew about those. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> my, I'm glad somebody else does. They were they were classics in their own right. Yeah, my son brought one of the books home from a Scholastic Book Fair one year, and like, okay, let's. Are there any more? <laughs> That's good. They're still out there. Yeah, good. I'm, that, that does my heart good to hear that. <laughs> so, our, our, now, okay, let's talk about your Kickstarter. I, I want to talk about other aspects of the Matt Shore life, but I definitely want to talk about the Kickstarter. I want to get this out there because I want people to to purchase this madness uh, because it's cool. It, it, like you said, I I would read it too. I mean, I'm I, I, you may have the younger audience in mind, but which is going to be great for them. But I love reading silly things like this as well. I'm a huge kaiju fan of any kind, whether it's based in reality or not. Just any kind of giant monster is I'm I'm there. So uh, uh, let's talk about the Kickstarter here. What all, what all kind of uh, things you got going on with the Kickstarter? Sure. Well, of course, there's the obvious where you can get uh, print or digital versions of Flight of the Phantasmodactyls that we're offering the entire series. So if you wanted to get uh, any one of the previous books, that's available as well. We mentioned my other comics. Those are also there if you'd like to purchase those as add-ons. The entire uh, Moby Dick Back from the Deep series is on there. Uh, I joke with I joke with people that I'm known on the internet as the guy who did Moby Dick, but I'm known at conventions since I primarily work here in the Bible Belt. I'm known as the guy with the comic about Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. So for, for anybody who doesn't know about that one, it's called Jesus Christ Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. and it's all about Jesus going into hell and fighting monsters and devils with a big flaming sword. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's Conan the Barbarian meets Lord of the Rings meets the Bible. So uh, there you go. <laughs> wow, three great sources. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, so that's on there. Uh-huh. There's also, uh, of course, my monster hunter for hire book uh, oh, yeah. that 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 one has a special place in my heart as the uh combination of ash from evil dead and al bundy from married with children as the hero fighting monsters so that's a cool one uh on top of that i have another book i wrote there's uh that time i saved the universe which is all about a right. young kid once again saving the day it basically takes an avengers end level event end game event sorry <laughs> where Instead of superheroes saving the day, the it's all in the hands of this ten-year-old boy right who has to save us from from oblivion. So there's that one that's available as an add-on. Gosh, I've got too many of these. There's also <laughs> we've also got uh, my first book ever wrote, Elijah, which is one that's geared toward older readers. But it's one about a guy who has the ability to heal anybody by touching them, hmm. and he's on this journey walking earth trying to figure out why he has this power. And he wanders into this town that's ruled by one church and one pastor who are just not having it with this guy. No. Oh. Yeah, so uh, I believe that's all of those. In wow. addition to that, I'm also, you know, it's Christmas, so we're going to include offers for free comics. The first people that order uh, physical copies will get a free copy of uh, my anthology series, The Haunt, which is just uh, comics and literary short stories. Of course, spooky and scary stuff there. Mm-hmm. And we've got other freebies we also want to give away, Yeah, just depending on uh, what kind of how far we can stretch things. You know, it's Christmas. Right, yeah. And we're going to... We got to do the gifts, but we got to do it like Jack Skellington, where all the gifts are scary. <laughs> Amen, brother. You, yeah, yes. uh, definitely. So, yeah, and you know what? That's one of the things you, you've you've got a little you got a little twist to your mind there, but it comes out in these stories so great. Like I said, Moby Dick. That's the one I've just loved that series. That that's one's going to always stick with me uh, because the story was great, and I, I, uh, it just it, it it matched today. You know, it's like sure you can bring Herman Melville into the twentieth or twenty first century. But you did it with a little, little more passion, I think. I, like kind of a Robert Kirkman brings back Moby Dick type thing. But um, 
that's the one. And again, uh, Monster Hunter for Hire. Again, those are, I, guess, I guess I'm leaning towards the adult ones, but the uh, I like the fact that uh, you're you're gearing it towards the kids. And here, I got one question though. Most of your uh, your um, what do you call it? Your heroes, I guess, are children or around ten years old in your books. What was wrong with ten-year-old Matt Shore? <laughs> I, th- I think we've that established happened. that, haven't we? I, I grew up. He discovered Freddy Krueger at five years old. Oh yeah, old. that's right. That's do, right. <laughs> does anybody remember the disc? I don't. Know, do they even show, show these anymore? I don't have cable for so long. Where uh, the, before the show would start, it would say the following is not intended for all audiences. Viewer oh, yeah. discretion is. The, well, to a ten-year-old boy, that translates <laughs> to stay tuned for something awesome, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So yeah, that. Yeah. That's why I discovered it's. There's so many others too. There's Tales from the Crypt, yes. Joe Bob Briggs, Monster Hunt or Monster Vision on TNT, oh, and yeah. also Elvira. All of those those guys. And then when I started reading, I discovered that I discovered scary stories to tell in the dark at a book fair in the first grade. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. And the things that I remember the most, not just the story, but the artwork of those things. Like, yeah. how did that end up in an elementary school? The 80s were so messed up. But, <laughs> man, thank goodness for me they were, right? Yeah, right, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for the times <laughs> like that. Uh, and today, I don't think you can get by with some of these things. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. You, you couldn't. And, and I don't know that I can argue that they were right to give it to me, but here we are. <laughs> I think you turned out all right. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, Gil, you and I have talked in the past about just some of the movies yeah. that were made back in the 80s yeah. that you couldn't make. Oh, anymore. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, mm. and, and and the argument can be had for good, better, or other, you know, worse, but... It just wouldn't happen. Just wouldn't. But we're thankful that it happened to Matt. Sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so now, is there any particular reason you use uh, uh, the, that young hero? Uh, well, I know you're writing towards the younger audience. Is that the main reason why they're younger people in the as the heroes? Uh, two reasons. One is that yeah, I want since I'm appealing to a younger audience with it, I, I no. want them to see themselves in the heroes. There's there's no denying that. But the other, I, I really when it comes to any of the heroines in any of my stories, I, I want them to be as vulnerable as they possibly can be. Mm. I, I don't want them to be, God bless Arnold Schwarzenegger, speaking of the 80s, but I don't <laughs> want them to be the Terminator right. because th- there's not as much of a threat level there or even Superman. And God bless Superman. But for a 10-year-old kid, a gigantic T-Rex, uh, much less a zombified one stomping <laughs> its way at you, is – 10 times scarier than an adult. And that's already plenty scary. So yeah, really it's the vulnerability factor, especially when it comes to horror. I I always want characters to be vulnerable. Um, I did that with Elijah. One of the characters in that he's a, uh, he's a gay character. And the whole reason I decided he was going to be gay is because they're in this religious community and who's going to be more vulnerable in that than a gay man. True. Absolutely. Well now, and that, you know, another thing about having those young people is like uh, a a zombie Tyrannosaurus Rex. I think a 10 year old would accept that more than an adult. A dog goes, no, that's not real. (laughs) No way. You know, it could be (laughs) chomping and chopping and and eating their family, but no, no, that's not real. There's no way. But a 10 year old like, Oh, it's real. (laughs) Oh yeah, they'll 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 totally buy into that. You're yeah, right. yeah. Okay, all right. Now, uh, with this, uh, I got to ask you the phantasmodactyl. Mm-hmm. Describe this monster. What is a phantasmodactyl? All right, it is just what it sounds like. Should be obvious, right? Well. <laughs> it's a ghostly pterodactyl. Is the way to describe mm. it. It's a, 
And uh, when combining the words, it's phantasmodactyl just rolled off the tongue for me. It's like, that's what these are. <laughs> it these is, are phantasmodactyls. It is spectacular to me that it does. Phantasmodactyl just works for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to type, too, because I've been typing it over and over for several weeks now. But it's uh, the, the main way that this particular monster works. Yeah, like I said, it's ghostly. It's ethereal. It can fly through walls. It can fly through anything. That, and you can't reach out and grab them because they're ghostly. But the trade-off is they could grab you if they wanted to. Oh. So the question is, on top of being this you know, little kid who's as, as vulnerable against this type of predator as you could be, how do you stop this thing? So uh, I'm I'm not going to give that away. You'll have to read that. No, I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to read it now. I want to find. Yeah, how do you grab it? You know, as if pterodactyls weren't terrifying enough. Let's make them ghosts that yeah. are, fly through yeah. walls and stuff. Well, it's like you did with Tyrannosaurus. Let's make them yeah. a zombie. What? Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how can people find the Kickstarter? That's one of first off. What what do they look for? Sure, just type in that super easy word, phantasmodactyls. <laughs> it's the only one that's going to pop up. I guarantee it. Really? All right. But, well, you know, I'm probably right. If, of course, if you need something simpler, you can just go to my website, uh, mattshore.net. I've got it right there on the front page, a, a link directly to the Kickstarter. Of course, you can also follow me on all of my social media channels where I've got it linked there uh, on Twitter, at the Matt Shore. I'm constantly sharing links back to it on Instagram, at the Shore, and then again on TikTok, at the one Matt Shore. That's the number one Matt Shore. I've got it in the, the link in bio over there. You can go find it that way, too. Awesome. Now, I, I do want to clarify, people, that the shore is spelled S-C-H-O-R-R. -R. A little bit different spelling. Not shore like shoreline, but Matt not, Shore. The, not Jersey Shore. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but uh, I've got to make sure, because when you're looking for it, like, I can't find him anywhere. Well, you're not looking But, yeah, Matt Shore, S-C-H-O-R-R. Uh, yeah, something like that. S-C-H-O-R-R. That's what I tried to say. <laughs> you were close. You were close. You're, you're so much closer than everybody in my neck of the woods. They, they completely botched it up. Uh, but I want to make sure people find this because this is, I mean, come on. The idea is just there, and, uh, I, I, you know, it's you got to have some fun with it. And I think it's a great one to get kids started on books. Well, right? and that, yeah, anytime you can get kids interested in in reading. Right, period, yeah. You know, period. Right. Whether it's comic books or novels or anything it's so hard to and as a as a father of a son who hated reading <laughs> you know mm -hmm. phantasmodactyl i probably could have talked him into <laughs> where were you then matt <laughs> I, I know those are the books that's those are the books that got me into it so that's that is uh, i don't want to make myself sound super altruistic here but that was kind of also a goal uh, to encourage kids to read and just i know what worked with me so if it works with a few other kids then then hey you know that's right. great even if it's just four or five it's it's it was an accomplishment well, right. and and you've got you've got young kids too right so this is i mean kind of right in your wheelhouse and right in their wheelhouse too that's true my my son is six so he is approaching the age where he'll be able to start checking these out um now whether or not he can handle i don't know he gets scared a lot easier than i did at that age ah well you have to introduce him to freddy krueger then <laughs> yeah that'll work <laughs> that'll calm him right down <laughs> yep I see. All right. Well, uh, now I, Tony was talking about following you on TikTok. Uh, uh, one, one of the things. What, what was it? Go, talk about that for a second, Tony. What the? Yeah, I mean, I find you know he's one of them I follow on TikTok, and like I said, I get a kick out of the. Uh, and and I knew uh, your son was a year older 
because initially it started out as stuff my five-year-old says, mm. and now some of the newer ones are stuff my six-year-old says. <laughs> and, you know, you yeah. got to love kids because they come up with, you know, kids say the darndest things. And <laughs> I heard that. Matt's put that on, on TikTok, which is absolutely hilarious. And I love the way you do it, too, in that there is no context. There is no backstory. It is just, here's something my <laughs> six-year-old said. And, you know... The, the, I keep notes on my phone too. Like anytime he says something really wild like that, it's like um, I'm saving that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your kid's gonna grow up and go. My dad exploited me on TikTok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to think that I've been cautious because I don't name him and I'm not putting him on camera. Like uh, right? Yeah. No. Family he... vloggers out there do. I just, no, just put I... it out there, and then nobody else has to know more than. Oh, yeah, and, and I love the <laughs> I love the look on on Matt's face when he does these because he says them very deadpan, and then you kind of stop to think about it, and you can tell we're both as the viewer and and he are struggling with trying to unravel <laughs> the knot that is the short sentence the kid said. So. <laughs> I might have, I've started I've started including my wife in there. She she actually told me to do this, and so I started uh, oh, things my wife said around okay. there. Okay, so he got you got permission then. <laughs> yes, that one I wasn't going to just start doing. <laughs> yeah, because that ends up in a fight. <laughs> well, what was it uh, a few years ago? Uh, one of the earlier. Uh, well, the beginnings of Twitter, uh, uh, shit my dad says was one of the popular things, mm-hmm. and it became a TV yeah, series with TV William series. Shatner. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it was really kind of cool. So, hey, who knows? You might have a TV series with William Shatner. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> he could play the five year old kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, let's let's put that out there. It'll, it'll happen. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Put it out in the yeah. universe. It'll happen. And I mean, I mean, hey, he went to space. He can be a six year old kid. All right. Is it- is it true that he hated it? I, I think my dad told me, like, when he got back and was interviewed, like, how did you like going to space? He said, it was awful. <laughs> no, 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 no. I saw the interview when he first got off that ship, and he, he was okay. like, he was in tears. It was, like, very profound for him. Yeah, he was in tears because okay, he good. was happy to be back on Terra Oh, maybe Firma. that's it. Because <laughs> oh, it broke my heart when I heard that. I thought, no, no. Yeah. Kirk has to at least kind of like space. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Hate space. That's no, heartbreaking. It was a life-changing prof- – I mean, at least the, the interview, because they – the I forget what – I think it might have been CNN. I don't remember, but they – like when the uh, they got recovered the ship, and uh, he was like one of the first people out. They got him, and he was just in tears and just like, that was – you could and it, he was even speechless, and it was just so cool to watch that. So, yeah, was, no, was no. He really, was he really speechless, or was he pausing for a very long time? <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's Shatner. Well, and, I, and I'm thinking, too, you know, Shatner knew – you can't land and go, well, that sucked. <laughs> you know, you can't. You, you, um, astronaut oh. steps on the moon for the first time. You got to have something profound to say. You can't go, oh, it's all spongy. <laughs> but that would have been headlines. You got to. Yeah, right? It would have been. Totally Captain Kirk that. says space sucks. <laughs> I'd have been there for that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to know that that wasn't true, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. At least not that I know of, anyway. Uh, so, anyway, all right. So, once again, Matt Shore. And, again, I'm going to go over that spelling because I think that's important for people to know. S-C-H-O-R-R. Matt Shore. Matt, just like it sounds. But uh, Matt Shore, you can find him all over the internets. <laughs> He does. He's, he's on anything, but uh, definitely look him up on the Kickstarter here. And once again, Matt, give us a, a, again a good description of uh, Phantas- Flight of the Phantasmodactyls. All right, ghostly pterodactyls have made their way into our world, and it's up to a group of ten-year-old kids to save their town. Perfect. Ah, that's a great elevator pitch right there. 
I like I've it better than. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Huh? Not the first time he's pitched it. I bet. <laughs> so uh, now, do you still do your uh, 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 your your? I guess is your podcast. It was a video podcast, I believe. I do. Yeah, okay. uh, my podcast is Tales from a Small Town Journalist. You guys might be familiar with that. A I little think bit. you might have made an appearance or two. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, just a it's a monthly podcast where I connect with different uh, just small town journalists from around America, most mostly close to my neck of the woods, but uh just to tell their stories, you know, they're always telling somebody else's story. But we've never really heard from them what it's like to be a journalist in a small community. And it's really unique. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people don't quite understand how unique it is. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I just think they have stories worth telling. And I think sometimes people have this weird perception of journalists that they live in these kind of ivory towers or whatever mm-hmm. and it's the furthest thing from the truth i'm, I'm sure right. even at the national level but i know it's true at the local level because they're just your neighbors they yeah. just happen to work for a newspaper yeah definitely and, so uh, and well i know what when you, you had uh, uh tony and i on uh the first thing we realized like oh he we're put, we're on his podcast why would anybody want to interview us <laughs> <laughs> and then Telling our story, telling, you know, we had little side stories of things that have happened in, to us, and, and I'm sure this is the way you do your, your interviews, but uh, it's like getting it out there. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's good to finally tell my side. Well, yeah, you don't realize you've got good stories until you start telling the stories. Yeah. And then... Oh, yeah. So yeah, that... every, everybody has good stories. That's uh, I think that's a, a journalist mantra. Everybody's got a story to tell. Yeah. And uh, But they often forget themselves when it comes to that. So, uh-huh. uh, so so yeah, just my my little effort to to put their stories out there, let people hear from hear what their accounts are, because then they're always fun. It's always a fun chat with everybody. Yeah, so. that's good. That's good. Well, I knew you did that because again, we were we appeared on it, but I, I was wondering if you still kept going with that because some people, <laughs> uh, some podcasters. Uh, just kind of stop and never take hear from huge, again. Take off huge swaths of time, or take off three months at a time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did recently. <laughs> but uh, but no, I because I, uh, I mean, well, all in all, this podcast started back in what 2010, and uh, we've been going since. But even though we do take some time off, but uh, again, there's podcasters up there out there that drop and you never hear from them again. But I figured you're too active to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I haven't. Now, one of the things that helps me is uh, I only do it monthly, so. Yeah. I, I'm not having to keep up with a, a weekly schedule. If I had to do that, that that would be tough. Yeah, so, yeah. So that that helps. That helps. I'll tell you more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Once again, uh, Matt Shore, Flight of the Phantasmodactyls. Did I get that right? You did. All well right. Done. I'm good. <laughs> but I just I think you're right though. Phantasmodactyl is fun to say. Well, and and the artwork in uh, some of the other books, I you know thumbing through the website here and mm. uh the the zombosaurus rex and uh the uh vampire velociraptors just awesome you know as if velociraptors weren't scary enough <laughs> let's uh make them vampires and give them giant what appear to be snake heads with giant fangs oh and, right yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> good luck good. chris pratt just holding those at bay with your hand <laughs> yeah yeah well, by it, the way that'll work <laughs> uh, well who is your artist on this uh the let's see my the my go-to artist for so long has been Joe Bilasek, and he'll be doing the artwork on this oh, cool. one Cool, so it's well. still the same guy then. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, Joe's art is so good. I'm so lucky to be able to work with him. So anytime he's willing to draw for me, I'm always going to give him first names because I love his work. And at, at this point, we're pretty uh, – what's the word? Simpatico? Like we – yeah. We can communicate. I can give him a couple sentences, and he's just like, done, got it. And <laughs> he turns out like 
this amazing image. Like the latest one he did for me was on our uh, our magazine Gravediggers, where we uh, started reprinting all these old comics from horror anthology comics from way way back. Mm-hmm. And I just told him, okay, I need Boris Karloff Frankenstein wrestling mummies. And he's like, <laughs> got it. And then you, you can go find it on my website. There, first time I saw it, I just I was almost in tears. Like this is awesome. I love this. Oh picture. my gosh, Tony's showing me the picture. He's got it pulled up on his phone right there. That looks so cool. You're right, absolutely. With him coming back as your uh, 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 cover artist, I guess is the best way to put it. Because as you've clarified just now, Matt, this is not a comic book. <laughs> Correct. This is a literary novel geared toward young readers. When I said it's very much like Goosebumps, it very literally is. Yeah. Also literary. Yeah. Well, see, for some reason, I had it in my mind that this was a comic book, and I'm like, oh, well, more comic books from Matt Shore, great, even better. Well, now that I know that, it's like, oh, I know a few kids that are get that are uh, need to read this even more so. So, how many pages long is this is this novel? I haven't uh, quite gauged outside of the manuscript yet, but if it's anything like the others. Uh, between 120, 150 pages. Okay, okay. So good, like uh, like Scholastic books. It's a solid mm-hmm. war and peace kind of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't want to go too long. It's it's it, right up there with Stephen King's The Stand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not too. They're keeping it not short. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, coming from the guy that recreated uh, Moby Dick, I mean, Moby Dick was like a huge novel. So, right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's no telling how long you can make this. Well, the series is ongoing. You know, uh, I, I believe I've said this on your podcast before. Yeah. The only thing uh, horror writers hate as much as Hollywood is closure. So uh, <laughs> there are there's plenty of room for other uh, dino horrors to uh, show up in this town and give these kids another bad day. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait to see what you do with the, and I don't even know what the little dinosaur is called, the one that goes, but, you know, oh, with the, the frilled neck? The, yeah, the frilled neck that spits. Oh, the, uh, the Dilophosaurus. There oh. you go. Are you, yeah. I guess we got a plan now. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing there's already a plan since he knew what the hell the dinosaur was called. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, and it helps that Jurassic Park was another one of those I probably watched about a hundred times. Nah. Yes. Yeah, I always, that's, that's I just, my favorite dinosaur, actually. It's just that. the dinosaur that spits all over Newman. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just something satisfying about his death every single time. Like, it's. <laughs> I saw a lot of scary, like, that the T-Rex terrified me, but when Nedry died, right. no, I was fine with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he deserved it. He got it. Yeah. That, yeah. The, the lawyer that gets bitten half on the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, a lawyer, so, yeah. Everybody loves that scene. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody hates an attorney until they need one, so just saying, Tony. <laughs> Not so much about Newman, or what's his name in, the, in, the, in Jurassic oh, Park? Oh, uh, John Hammond? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. The guy oh, that got sorry. sped on, basically. Oh, uh, I just know the character, Dennis Nedry. I, Nedry. I forget okay. the actor's name. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I just call him uh, Newman because that's what he was on Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the way I know him, too. So. <laughs> but Nedry <laughs> Newman, I can remember that now, I think. But, yeah, just seeing him get his just rewards is good. So, uh, now, all right, so one more time, let's talk about, okay, people get this young adult novel and get mm-hmm. this on, on Kickstarter now, Matt Shore, The Flight of the Phantasmodactyls. And um, you know what, Matt, one more time before we leave, give us all your uh, the deets where, you, where people can get a hold of you and uh, find out more about you. 
Sure. There's my website, www.mattshore.net. I'll just go ahead and spell that. That's M-A-T-T-S-C-H-O-R-R.net. Sometimes there's confusion on the spelling. Uh, <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter. I'm going to be there until uh, Elon Musk completely burns it to the ground. <laughs> at the Matt Shore, I'll be uh, standing on the top of the boat with uh, the band playing music just like Titanic. I- I'll still be there. Uh, yeah, there's know. also... There's also Instagram, speaking of social media, owned, owned by two billionaires. I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. at The Shore and on uh, TikTok. Uh, now, that's owned by some skeezy uh, folks in China. I yeah, think, right? yeah, 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 stealing I'm, all your data. Yeah, but I'm over there causing problems, too. Uh, you can find me at The One Matt Shore. That's the numeral one Matt Shore. And, yeah, I've got uh, links to uh, the Kickstarter appearing on all of those, either in posts or in uh, links in my bio, uh, especially this month. You'll, you'll be seeing me constantly berating people like, hey, hey, please buy a book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll put also a look, uh, a link to the book on our uh, Facebook page and uh, for the Nerd Up podcast and on the Nerd Up co- podcast page to both the Kickstarter and your website. So eventually we can get people steered to the right direction. Well, yeah, because his website's got so much more than the Kickstarter on it. There are T-shirts, there are yeah. back issues of books and comics and stuff like that so definitely check out the website to uh, dazzle at all things matt shore <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> dazzle that's a good word yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you still do your horror t-shirts is that what are... oh yeah oh yeah, good 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 okay those. i remember those those are those are cool looking all right so matt shore flight of the phantasmodactyls great young adult starting novel well i think i need a phantasmodactyl t-shirt oh I think there needs we'll to be, on that as well. I think there needs to be Phantasmodactyl and Zombosaurus Rex t-shirts. I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I, you know, so We've far. Got, I'll say this. The Zombosaurus Rex does have a t-shirt. That's uh, really? excellent. Yeah, still, I am waiting. Once I have the art from uh, Joe, we'll, we'll definitely look at getting some uh, uh, t-shirts for that one as well. Right. Very cool. Well, quick question. Any uh, plans for any future comic books coming up? I have some ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually got a superhero idea, which, of course, will mm. still be twisted. All right. <laughs> it, it'll probably be a little bit of heavily influenced by James Gunn if I pull it off. But uh, it's it's one I'm still kind of toying with. And, of course, we've got plenty of other story ideas for the Monster Hunter for Hire. That guy, is, yeah. he is perfect to tell stories with. So I've got two or three with him. I've got a cool zombie story with him. I just need some more so that I can actually fill out a full issue and make it worthwhile. But uh, So, yeah, there's, there's more on the horizon. It's right. just when it comes to indie creations just like indie podcast you know that there is no schedule it just kind of comes as it does yeah yeah exactly that's what that's the best thing about the indies though it takes a while to come out but they're always awesome when they're done so i'm it's i'm true. a fan of indie uh, producers of any kind film music uh comic books books it's all works it all works for me so uh once again matt short thank you for joining us uh we're gonna have a great time looking through this i'm gonna i'm gonna look at i got some grandkids that are getting close to the age where they need to be scared so <laughs> that might be coming go. in handy right there so once again matt short look for him uh, again i'll have the links on our uh, nerd up facebook page also on the nerd up.com uh or nerd up podcast.com website so thanks again and great talking to you Oh, great talking to you guys. Thanks a lot, man. Classic Hits, WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com. 
via the TuneIn Radio app. Or say, Alexa, play Classic Hits, WTYE. It's all online. Classic Hits, WTYE, with the news that matters to you. Visit WTYEFM.com and follow us on Twitter at WTYE News. The news you trust. The music you love. Classic Hits, WTYE. Nerd Up Podcast. All right, we're back uh, once again to the Nerd Up Podcast. And Matt Shore, I, that flight of the phantasm. What, what kind of things go on in his mind? Again, I think that's that's the disturbing part. You know, like we talked about during the interview, these things come into his head, and he has to get them out. I think <laughs> yeah. just so he can sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. and flight of the phantasmodactyl is. First off, it's a fun title, right? And the artwork that I've seen on the Kickstarter looks like so much fun. Uh, and just thumbing back uh, through some of the other iterations or yeah. novels in this story arc, uh, the the artwork is is fantastic. And you know, and that's the thing about the all the old Goosebumps, uh, and uh, well, there's some other ones too. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, all those the, the artwork on the cover that's what got you into that book, yeah. and that's the same with these Matt Shore, the Billichek guy that does the artwork for him, just rocks it. So yep. that makes makes it a little more fun. But let's talk about Christmas movies, Tony. It's well, that time of year. I know you are chomping at the bit to talk about Christmas <laughs> movies uh, uh-huh. because uh, 13 Slays Till Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, a movie that you worked on with mm-hmm. Jed Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did made sound. A, made a couple of lists. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, first of all, 13 Slays Till Christmas, it's a horror anthology right. with a Christmas theme. Basically, a bunch of guys get in a bar. They're mysteriously called by a weird email and to this bar and they start sharing horror stories and that's what each one of the stories they tell is what and i filmed one of those stories i was doing the sound with jed bryan and Derek uh, huey what is it kringle the christmas clown? kringle's the christmas clown we're uh spoilers but cotton candy's involved in murder yeah. <laughs> of course it is but uh, uh yeah so that ma- that movie made uh, uh, Cosmopolitan Magazine. Yes, the Cosmopolitan Magazine. Yeah. Uh, what? And Good Housekeeping Magazine <laughs> made it in their top Christmas movies, uh, horror Christmas right. movies. horror Christmas movies. They yeah. were very specific yeah. about the genre <laughs> that uh, the horror Christmas movies. But you know what? To say that a movie you worked on was right. in Cosmo and Good Housekeeping is awesome. Is is freaking awesome. And it may be a spe- very specific genre. I, therefore, I feel like Weird Al Yankovic receiving an award. That's right. <laughs> a very, yeah. Weird, weirdly specific genre. Weirdly specific genre. <laughs> and, but... uh, and and yeah. So Cosmo, it was a. Uh, uh, I got we got the notification of it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then the next day, I got the notification of Good Housekeeping made the, uh, it made the list. Uh, Gos- Cosmo, I think, was 38, and I think Good Housekeeping was like top 10 or something like okay. that. Okay. And uh, I was like, wow, we're still, you know, good. And we were like number seven on the Cosmos. So Yeah, well, and that's you and I got to talk. And how many Christmas-themed horror movies are out there? Yeah. At least 38, according <laughs> to Cosmo. Yeah, <laughs> so, which is a surprising amount, really. I mean, But then again, you go back and think about it. Back in the day, I remember Violent Night, or no, Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's right. What, uh, and then, uh, I mean, in between, there's been some odds well, and ends. Well, there's been some, you know, there's been, uh, there recently was a Krampus yep, movie. Yeah, Krampus, yeah. Uh, you know, and then. Which was actually a pretty funny movie. But. You know, and then you, you mentioned it, and we talked about it earlier in the in the intro. We got to see Violent Night, which I wouldn't necessarily call a horror movie. It was no. it was graphic. Violent Night was yeah. graphic, but it's not necessarily a horror. No, film. it was an action film. It I'd was say. an action film, and and that's uh, we talked. And I think that the marketing team behind it has maybe marketed it 
incorrectly. Yeah. Because honestly, I didn't know what to think going into it. I had no clue. Because the, the kind of the cover of it leads you to believe that maybe Santa's the bad guy and yeah. he's killing people. Not the case. No. He's more of like a tooth chip and badass. <laughs> yeah. You know, with uh, a hammer. <laughs> yeah, with a hammer. Yeah, sort of if you take uh, Thor, John Wick, and Tim Allen from the Santa Claus, <laughs> put them in a blender, mix them up, uh, sprinkle in a, a little Santa from Rise of the Guardians. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, the, yeah. The, the Burt Reynolds yeah. voiced Santa from Rise of the oh, Guardians. Wow. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what you get in this Santa. But. And and I love it that, I mean, first it start uh, you start off with uh, Santa Claus kind of losing his Christmas spirit. Well, he's been doing it for like 1,100 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like kind of losing his spirit and faith in humanity, which aren't we all? <laughs> right. Take a number. <laughs> yeah. And then he, and then uh, uh, this rich, extremely ultra rich family, uh, they get invaded by. Uh, I love their code names. Mister Scrooge was played by John Leguizamo, who's like the head yeah. of the group, and he kicks it in that. It just was really cool. I love John Leguizamo anyway. Uh, but anyway, and and like uh, gingerbread, and they each have their code names, and it's just oh, very Christmassy. Very Christmas. So they they hold these people hostage. Because they got three hundred million dollars apparently in their basement, yeah, and they're going to steal it. Yeah, well, and their private vault downstairs, and, <laughs> as they have. So it is. It really is sort of a, a kind of a diehard, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. hostage situation, swirled with, like I said, John Wick and yeah. the Santa Claus, and because they play uh, Santa is played absolutely uh, straight. You yeah, know, it is one hundred percent. Uh, Santa that we all know and love. Yeah, yeah. Um, his backstory is a little murky, but very, very interesting. <laughs> I did not realize that uh, Santa was a, a Norse warrior. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know what? It kind of tracks. It does. It really you know, does. That makes sense to me. That's close to the North Pole. So. Yeah. And the, yeah. And the, and the thing is, he he just happens to be delivering presents to this little girl who's. Stuck in this horrible family, <laughs> right? I mean, and not- she's she's part of the the hostage situation. Yeah, just so happens that Santa was enjoying a little quiet time in a lounge chair, <laughs> sipping a on vibrating some, lounge chair, vibrating lounge chair, sipping on some high end bourbon. Yeah, when these uh, thugs or SWAT team, kill team, whatever you want to yeah. call it, take over the compound. And then the and the entertainment ensues. And then hilarity ensues. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. And pretty much. As a guy, my son and I were talking yesterday that every guy at some point in their life has imagined what they do if they were in that situation, if mm-hmm. they were in a, a hostage situation, or if a dozen ninjas just jumped out of the, <laughs> what what would you do? How would you defend yourself? And any way you've imagined defending yourself with Christmas decorations <laughs> yes. happens in this movie. Yes. And it's, and it's. Awesome. I love I love the fact that I mean there's so many things going on uh but there's there's one point where he's battling the bad guys and and the whole movie he's eating christmas cookies he, you know you leave out he's, milk and cookies for santa. santa and he just happens to like the bourbon better than the milk yeah. but you know not but a he, big fan of skim milk we learned yeah 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 and and he's and he's eating these cookies but then right before his big fight he takes the I mean the girl, little girl was kind enough to give him a big candy cane. Most yeah. people just Christmas cookies, you know. No, she gave me. Well, he sticks the whole candy cane in his mouth with the, just the hook part sticking out, and you're like, oh yeah, he has to have more sugar, I guess. I'm not sure. And then next now, thing you know, he takes it out. It's remember how you suck on those things? They get pointed. The minute, the minute <laughs> he put that candy cane in his oh, mouth, really? I thought. Ooh, he's making a shit. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's getting ganked with a candy cane. Well, I was just thinking, well, he just needs a lot of sugar. And then when he pulled it out in his uh, pointy, like we all have done, yeah. 
It's like, oh, what kind of weapon is that? Oh, that's a big you, one. You telling me you've never sucked on it till it came to a point and thought, I'm sure I could kill somebody with <laughs> right? this. Right? Yeah. You know. And it works apparently. So we'll... now, if you're me, you at least uh, take the very sharp tippy tip. And not to harm, but poke your wife in the side with it or in the arm, just enough to make her go, what are you? Stop it. So. I don't think I've done that yet. Oh, well, that's just me. Then. Never mind. So, but yeah, and it's, and then you know what? And it's, again, Santa gets his Christmas spirit back. There's all this magic. And there's, there's like also some other moments that, uh, they were obviously leading, I mean, leading you to where the joke or the action's going to go. Right. Like they're battling outside in this abandoned cabin and there's a, just happens to be a chimney standing there. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you know it's going to be coming into play, and when it does, oh, it's a big playoff. It, it's Payoff. awesome. I mean, just and, freaking you know, awesome. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen Violet Night, if you've been on the fence about it, if you've thought, I don't know if I, <laughs> you got to go see it. Uh, in fact, I told my wife and son I was going to make them go see it sometime uh, because I enjoyed it that much, and mm-hmm. it will, it will, it will make you laugh. It mm-hmm. will make you go. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. uh, it will make you uh, get a little misty-eyed. At least, uh, yeah, yeah. There was a time or two. There's a couple you, times, yeah. You know, in in all of the absolute best ways, the way that Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street right. does, the way oh. you know those types of movies kind of make you feel all misty-eyed and warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, and I love the way that they t- tie in even t- Home Alone. They bring that into the play. Uh, yeah. and, and no, they literally took just, every all of your favorite Christmas yes. movies, dumped them in a blender, mixed it up, and spit out Violent Night. Well, here's the thing. Home Alone, you know, when he sets up all the booby traps for the robbers, and they just fall in them, and it's like, ha-ha, they fell. And, you know, it's like this big paint can hit him in the head. And, right. But thinking, as a rational adult, you're thinking... There's a lot more blood going to be involved if that really happened. Well, this one brings the blood. Yeah, it like it shows you what really well, happens. They don't, they don't subtly no. make they don't subtly make an homage to Home Alone. I mean, it's very <laughs> yeah, matter yeah. of factly called out. Just the like little on Home girl Alone. says, "Well, I'm hiding. I'm safe up here. I'm going to set up booby traps just like Home Alone. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and she does, and, and they call it out a time or two, and and so the movie itself <laughs> is absolutely 100 percent aware of what it is. Yep what it's doing yep and and it does it uh masterfully and and i you know from now on anytime i'm picking picturing santa david harbour is my santa Fuck yeah <laughs> yeah with the like fully tatted up like yes. nordic yeah. chest tattoos and, and big scars tattoos and scars and yeah <laughs> and the well, whole rambo of him sewing his own wound and <laughs> yeah the only thing that would have made that better is if he'd have found gunpowder of some kind and dumped and it in there and lit it because <laughs> that's that's a scene from a rambo movie oh, that gets me time. every time yeah. i see it <laughs> <laughs> and the whole yeah and just everything about it and the whole thing then, that he's at the hammer as his major weapon i thought was a, he stitches it, stitches up <laughs> the hole in his side and then puts wrapping paper against wrap, it yeah and ties it shut with a ribbon the ribbon yeah <laughs> it's like christmas magic christmas magic <laughs> well and i let's i love i love that aspect of it too uh the movie doesn't try to get bogged down in explaining yeah any, anything that santa does why does santa do what santa does or how does he do it Christmas magic. Yeah. <laughs> and even in this, you know, Santa says, even I don't really know how to yeah, work. Yeah. And I've been doing it 1,100 years. Yeah. <laughs> Just Christmas magic. I love that little guy's pulling, what's in the sack? He pulls out, keeps pulling stuff out, and he yeah. goes, how does this work? I don't even know how it works. Yeah, I have no idea how it works. <laughs> I will say that now I am craving 
a Santa backstory movie. <laughs> like I His origin see, story. <laughs> I want to see the origin story of this iteration of Santa. Yeah, and what led him? Because again, they they flash back to show a little bit of his or, origin as a Norse uh, warrior of some sort, and he's like and got that apparently not, the not hammer, a, not an entirely nice guy. Yeah, no, and he's and he's got the hammer and a whole bunch of dead bodies around him. Yeah. Skull Crusher is the name of the hammer, by the way, and I love it. Yeah, so. It puts a little twist on the uh, Santa Claus mythos, but at the same time, it knows what it is, and it still brings in the the holiday, you know, Christmas spirit. You know, Santa loses his Christmas spirit; he gets it back. A little yeah. girl brings back his Christmas spirit, yeah. just like a Miracle Thirty Fourth Street, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. I, it's a great holiday movie. I enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. I, you know, Gil and I had a, tan- a chance to go see it, and, and uh, <laughs> I'm I am happy because I feel like at least you and I. We're ooing and eyeing yes. and laughing at all of the same spots. Yes. Usually I go to see a movie like this and I'm sitting in the theater and I'm laughing <laughs> at spots where I'm not supposed to be laughing or where at least the rest of the audience isn't laughing and I'm busting a gut. Yeah, anytime you see an eviscerated body, you're like laughing. You're like, I I'm, think I'm, I'm a, a little so- broken inside because, <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> you know, well, this one. You know, the latest Rambo, well, Rambo. Last Blood oh, or gosh. whatever. Oh, gosh. That one was, was hilarious. Called. Yeah. was the, you know, feel-good comedy of the year. <laughs> right? Yeah. But And that's that's the thing I love about this movie is, like, it has that stuff for the adults and, or the us people, I right. guess you'd say, the ones yeah. like us. But it has that uh, that fighting, that violence. But at the same time, there's, like, a Christmas spirit. And, and, and again, this movie made the Cosmopolitan and the uh, Good Housekeeping list along with 13 Slaves of Christmas. So Slaves. I'm on a list with David Harbour movie. Absolutely. <laughs> and one of the things I appreciate is that the the – uh, Santa's ability to fight was absolutely real, uh, realistic, mm-hmm. for lack of a better yeah. <laughs> term. We're talking about Santa fighting, but it was realistic in that he wasn't like a martial arts expert. Right, right. He wasn't, you know, doing complicated John Wick grapple uh, moves and stuff like that. He was just a kind of a bruiser fist fight yeah. kind of thing. Just so. knowing how to use decorations in the right way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all about using the tools and, at hand. And I'll never look at our Nutcracker the same again. Oh, my God. <laughs> just leave that one. Yeah, but just drop that one yeah, out there yeah. and walk away. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas oh, special. Man. I got to see that. Uh, Another fun one. Another fun one. And it's it's on Disney+. Plus. It's only about 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, again, it's chocolate full of holiday spirit and a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin Bacon, an absolute <laughs> national treasure, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, has, I'd say, a cameo, but the whole freaking no. <laughs> movie is kind of revolved around Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he's a guest star. He's not. No, there's no cameo to no it. There's no cameo. He's there. <laughs> they have to make, they bring in. Uh, uh, and it's not Kevin Bacon playing anyone. It's Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Just That's, Kevin we Bacon. were sitting there and my son went, you suppose this is actually Kevin Bacon's house? <laughs> like, is this really his living room? I wonder about I that. Go, Hell, I don't know. It wouldn't it very well could me. be. Yeah. You know. But I love the fact that that's the Christmas gift that uh, Star-Lord, they're getting him as Kevin Bacon. Right. Well, because anybody <laughs> who's watched the other Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. movies has oh, yeah. heard him make reference to uh, this hero from Earth that saved a small town with yes. dancing. With dancing, you yeah. Know, and and drag- because Because you have to remember... Uh, in universe, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Quill was picked up by the Ravagers when he was a very little. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah, yeah. And so his recollection <laughs> of stuff from Earth 
a little a little skewed. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know. <laughs> and yeah, and even more so once they oh, you're just an actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the yeah, and that's the thing. This it had, it had its fun moments. And again, there's I was worried about watching this because, you know, think of the Star Wars holiday <laughs> <laughs> special. And in fact, when you look at the advertising for this and you could see it's like very similar. Oh, they, they I was were scared. absolutely playing into that. Yeah, and I was kind of scared. That sort of, <laughs> well, maybe you do that on purpose. So us Marvel fans yeah. are going to go, well, I'm going to watch this, but I have remarkably low expectations <laughs> because Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. And, and then you watch it and you're like, oh, fuck, that was actually really good. Yeah. And the, cool. and the thing about it is every once in a while you could see like the, the lower end special effects. And it's like, oh, that's like the Star Wars Christmas special because Star Wars was like super huge special effects. Then they made the special for TV and it was like horrible special effects. And now it's like they kind of did that on Guardians. It's like, wait, all right, all right, I'll buy it. But okay, I see. And then they went on and created a great show. My (laughs) wife, we start, I told my wife we were going to watch it. She was begrudgingly agreed. And then I started it and it starts off as. An animated thing. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, is this whole thing animated? <laughs> I went, no. No. <laughs> it's not. But again, they're paying homage to the animated classics, the animated holiday classics. Yep, yep. And then, you know, the Star Wars Christmas special. Plus, they got to bring Yondu with, back somehow. And Well, and, and in the Star <laughs> Wars Christmas special, they had animated sections. Boba didn't Fett. They? That was that Boba was for Fett. Fett. Yeah. That's, if it weren't for the animated, Boba Fett really wouldn't have been as big as he was. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, if you haven't had a chance to watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special it on starts Disney out Plus, animated. <laughs> uh, definitely check it out too. It, yeah. It's a lot of fun. But and the thing and, about it, it, it's it's canon. I mean, it's, yeah. there's stuff in there that actually makes sense for the rest of the universe. Uh, right. They drop universe. a couple of you know uh, quietly slip in a couple of big things in the holiday special. Not necessarily big things that I think. You know, oh God, you have to watch the holiday special. Or you'll never get the rest or, of it. Or yeah. Nothing's going to make sense moving forward. Yeah. But mm. if you watch the holiday special, you go, oh, all right. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Like, well, should we give any spoilers or make I people know, watch it? I don't know because it's yeah, it's it hasn't been out all that long, so maybe we give it give it a beat or yeah. two. Plus, it's on Disney Plus. People are taking their time to watch yeah. it, and it's a Christmas show, so we'll just wait till after Christmas. Yeah. We'll, if we, we even we mention it again, till, uh, we can wait until. <laughs> later to yeah. talk about the specifics of it but we'll wait till uh the next guardians movie is set to come out with uh adam warlock yeah i, I thought that's yeah, cool it looks good and i recently saw the trailer for uh the guardians of the galaxy volume three mm-hmm. looks fantastic mm-hmm. looks freaking heartbreaking yeah uh, i love the fact that we're going to get uh rocket's backstory now yeah yeah which is going to be very cool uh so looking forward to guardians for sure but, but uh what are okay so we've talked about violent night which by the way now one of my must-watch holiday movies. Every year, yeah. Every year. Yep, definitely. Uh, do you have any other must-watch holiday movies? <sighs> you know, 13 Slays Till Christmas. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, you know, honestly, I've never been a holiday uh, movie guy, and that's why whenever people put up the argument that Die Hard was a Christmas movie, I was all in for it because it's like, yeah, because it's not one of those that slaps you in the face with right. Christmas spirit all the time. Now, uh, uh, but yeah, how about how about a Christmas story? Is that one that that is? Uh, I love that. Now that they got the a Christmas Story Christmas uh, yeah. sequel, have, have you seen the sequel yet? I haven't yet. Okay, and honest to God, and this is blasphemous, I can't say that I've ever seen a Christmas story. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely have to watch it because they tie into it. Yeah. But, yeah. Christmas Story, that's one of those that I love it, even the slightly almost 
almost racist uh, ending with uh, the Chinese restaurant. Almost, okay. almost. But it was the time, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. But still. Uh, well, isn't that a thing? I mean, isn't that – you think back of some of the movies that we all love yeah. that we consider you know, classics – Except for that part, yeah. that might have been a little dicey. <laughs> yeah, or I'm like I don't know how I feel about that one right, right. now. <laughs> so, but yeah, the Christmas story that would be one. In fact, uh, was it TNT? I don't know if they still do it, but the TNT network didn't they wear it 24 hours a day, like like right before Christmas? Yeah, I think so and uh, yeah, we'd always watch it at least one episode, one time, you know, yeah. maybe twice. But well, and it's, it's, it's yeah, I guess those, that would be one of them. It's one of those movies that I don't think I've ever watched. But I, I mean, it is enough of pop culture, right? Right. That I know the lamp. Yeah. yeah. I know Fragili. <laughs> yeah. I know you put your eye out with that thing. <laughs> I know the pink uh, rabbit suit. Uh-huh. You know, it I, makes I, an I, appearance as well. You know, like I, like I understand all of the cultural references. I just, I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever watched it. Well, uh, the the thing about the the Christmas story, Christmas, I love. They touch on every little aspect of. The, I mean, it's basically just a continuation. It's got the same like narration lead, you know, throughout it. Uh, and and the thing, you know, Darren McGavin, the guy that played the dad, and it has passed away. And there, and actually, I think the mom has too. I can't remember who that was. Maybe she has it. But so they got Julie Haggerty from the airplane movies playing uh, the mom in this one. Uh, she does a great job, by the way. She's funny. Uh, but uh, in this one, you know, it's. Again, it's a sequel, but at the same time, it's like just a continuation, not even a sequel. It's just like, oh, this is just uh, episode number two. You know, it's, this is like what should happen next. And and they, even Scott Fer- or Scott Ferkus, uh, Scott Ferkus, that's guy, the the guy, the comedian, I can't remember his name, redhead guy played him. He's even in it. Everybody that was in the original is pretty much in it. It touches your heart. I mean, the dad dies. That's why he has to come home for Christmas. Right. And it's like, oh, there's the sadness. And then you got some fun. And... There's things that you know is going to happen, and there's like bullies on the street. They know when they're going to get their comeuppance, but all in all, it brings the Christmas cheer. So, all right, you know what? All right, so now I have two new uh, two new Christmas movies. That Christmas Story Christmas was really good, but Violent Night's still number one. Yeah, Violent Night for <laughs> but sure. But yeah, uh, Christmas Story. Now, Home Alone is another one that does. It's like it doesn't kill you with Christmas, right? It just has you just have fun. I'm a that fan. Could be one. I'm a fan of Home Alone mm-hmm. one. Home Alone two after a that uh, less yeah, no. so, um, <laughs> but for sure Home Alone and that's every year my wife and I you know we have certain ones that we try to watch every Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Garfield Christmas special, again, really, it's like a thirty minute, you know. But yeah, it's one that uh, we try to watch every year, and every year it friggin' makes me cry a little bit. <laughs> When, Garfield? Yeah, when Garfield gives Grandma the letters from Grandpa back when they were courting. Oh. I get a little misty-eyed every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it never fails. And, I had a f- you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas special, I think, oh, is, yeah. is a classic you have to watch. It's a, it's a short one, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the original, the OG, How the Grinch Stole Christmas animated, mm-hmm. I think is one you, I, I try to watch every year. Along with the Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole really? Christmas. Yeah. Eh. It's it's one that we watch about every year. Uh, I've gone into our Disney Plus and Netflix and found all of the holiday stuff and put it in one folder. Ah. Uh, you know, put it in, uh, what is it, my watch list yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So- and my 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 wife is is a sucker for all of the holiday movies, and nah. there are some that 
we watch together. Some that I've said, no, no, you can go ahead and watch. <laughs> As yours. Home Alone is fine. You, if you want to watch Home Alone without me, that's okay. Um, <laughs> she doesn't watch any of the Hallmark ones, does she? No, oh. no. It's very much the Home Alone, the Santa okay, Claus okay. movies with Tim Allen, oh, okay. all three of those. Rise of the Guardians is probably one no. we'll try to watch. Uh, you know, because again, it's uh, a Christmas theme. Well, I had a friend that every year he had to watch the Mr. Magoo Christmas special, <laughs> where he, it, was, it was basically a Christmas carol, but uh-huh. with Mr. Magoo as Scrooge. <laughs> and I'm like, why? <laughs> and I will say, why? Uh, we and I don't. It, we started it maybe when our kids were little, and, and my youngest is 20 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watch a Christmas carol on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. That became kind of a, a kind of a tradition, but it has to be the like nineteen eighty something with George C. Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, as yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. It has to be that one. I'm surprised you're not it the one Patrick the, Stewart. It cannot be the Patrick Stewart one. I hate really is Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> oh. um, I'm not a huge fan, although we have watched it. The weird Polar Express esque. Uh, Jim Carrey, oh yeah, A Christmas Carol with the blank staring eyes. Yeah, it's it's a little <laughs> it's a little weird, but but no, the, for my money, the George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge, it doesn't okay. get any better. All right, all right. Well, you got to need to add the uh, Mr. Magoo and see how I'm gonna have to add, add the Mr. Magoo and one that I've already watched, not necessarily a Christmas movie. In fact, it's a Thanksgiving movie, but I watched a couple weeks ago. Was planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh gosh, yes. I have to watch that every year. Yeah, and we also have to watch Scrooged oh, every yeah. year. Oh yeah, okay. and that's my wife when she saw the trailer for Violet Night. She went, "Wait a minute, that looks like one of those stupid fake trailers <laughs> from the beginning of Scrooge." Because they had one where uh, the North Pole compound was under siege by terrorists. Yeah. And, uh, well, Lee Majors was yeah, save yeah, that's right. Christmas. <laughs> well, okay. Now, speaking of which, have you seen the trailer? And I, well, I'm pretty sure you have. Uh, the mean one. The mean one. Oh Hell my yeah. gosh! <laughs> Where they take the whole Grinch and like it's now a yeah, it's, it's murder like, investigation or yeah, it's like Jim Carrey's Jim, Grinch yeah. if he didn't, you know, if his heart didn't grow three sizes <laughs> yes. that day or whatever. <laughs> yes, and he just decided to slaughter everyone in. <laughs> Newville. Newville, I think it's yeah. called Newville. Newville, not, Newville. not who, Yeah. And Cindy Lou's the only survivor. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking that's going to be kind of my, my next one. As soon as, as soon as I see it, <laughs> it'll be my next uh, holiday favorite. <laughs> well, it's, you know, they did the same thing to Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. Yeah. Haven't seen it yet. I don't even think it's out yet. But. Oh, no, I don't think so. I hope not yet because I've missed it if it does. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's exactly what this uh, the mean one is. And, gosh, I, that looks so cool. I want to see that one, too. I don't. Is that one even out? Is no, it I don't come, think so. I think is it coming out this year? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I, I hope so. Yeah, I want to say it's coming out. Maybe even a couple of weeks. I believe okay. it had a it had a pre Christmas release date. Okay, all right. Well, it better. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's one of those movies that I don't know is going to get a, a wide release. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, you know, if it's going to be a, a regional release or just at select theaters, I don't know. Uh, but well, hopefully we'll get it at the Eagle. I mean, the Eagle got, had Terrifiers so over Halloween. So yeah. we know. I I have a feeling I could be wrong. But I feel like we corrupted Kelsa <laughs> with High on the Hog, that sort of you know vintage seventies, sort of inspired by those seventies exploitation yep. movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. That that. So now 
I see a lot more of that sort of off the wall weird yeah. stuff like Terrifier yeah. being shown at Eagle, and, and I'm going, are, uh, shit, maybe we broke Kelsey. <laughs> well, she's just more willing to take a risk now. Yeah. Is what it was. So yeah. Well, when uh, Jed Bryan's movie is the best selling film for her summer of COVID series, yeah, you know, it's like okay, maybe there's something to all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, we we maybe if if we did break her, we're sorry, Kelsa, but at the same time, no, we love what you're showing now. Right, <laughs> a lot absolutely. of the cool stuff. So uh, yeah, hopefully they'll get the mean one because that'll be fun. Uh, but it may again. I don't want too many Christmas movies, come, horror Christmas movies, coming out because well, they, I want to stay on that list with Cosmo and Good Housekeeping. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> Thirteen Slaves Till Christmas is absolutely worth the watch. <laughs> oh, I, I, love I watched it. it, and it, you know, I watched it because it was a Jed Bryan movie, and because yeah. you were involved in one of the the anthology portions of it. In fact, you're actually. You're actually on screen in some of the like deleted scenes or yeah, yeah. behind the scenes on stuff. the DVD. So, I mean, yeah, like you're actually on the DVD. Yeah, on the DVD. You know, because scene. again, you, you ran, you did sound for it. Yep. So typically not. And a, I'm in the opening credits, so that's the best. Yeah, part. <laughs> typically not a screen uh, position, mm. but you are in actually on the DVD. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I watched it because it was a Jed Bryan joint, and because you were involved. Well, I actually, enjoyed it very much, and there were. Several of those, you know, uh, shorts mm-hmm. that I thought, you know what, I'd watch a whole, I'd watch a whole movie of Kringle the Christmas Clown, right, right. You know, I'd watch a whole movie of that, like twisted reindeer murdering. That it, that was that a thirteen slaves told. Yeah, yeah, with the elf that had yeah. the ra- yeah, yep. He and they're they, yeah, they're twisted. Yeah, zombie so, reindeer, zombie reindeer. But yeah. see, now here, let me let me clarify a little bit. This is actually a PJ Starks project. He's right. uh, out of Kentucky, and Jed did uh, the the Kringles the Christmas Clown as part of it, and he's worked with. PJ before and uh, there, it's a whole bunch of people working on this PJ yeah. is like he, I think he wrote the center story where the people come to the bar and, and they start telling their stories but uh, it's, it's well, a and like great 13 conglomeration so Christmas is one of those that you could you could start showing in October for Halloween yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just keep watching it until Christmas. Yeah, kind of like... Uh, All the way through the Christmas season. Exactly. Well, actually, it's funny because PJ Starks is working on a project now. It's on Kickstarter for New Fear's Eve. He's doing a New Year's Eve-themed yeah. uh, horror movie. So I don't, I don't think I'll be working on that one, though, because, again, he's in Kentucky and but I'm not getting there. But you haven't gotten the call yet. No, I haven't. So. You could. <laughs> I'm, waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> waiting. But... Uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, the, I mean, Thirteen Slaves Till Christmas. When we worked on it, just our little bitty scene, I was that was my that was my first introduction to filmmaking. Yeah, and uh, I I was like, this stuff's fun. Yeah, and I've been doing it ever since. And now, I mean, that's something I did a well, few and, years ago. Now know, it's starting to make get recognition. Well, and honestly, I know that you know I give you a lot of crap because <laughs> you know. Uh, we joke about you having been, but how many? So you you've done sound for. A handful of, yeah. of Jed's movies. Three of them so far, or three Jed Bryan affiliated projects. One of them with Alex Magana from uh, uh, ACM Official on YouTube. He's the guy that makes the Smiling Woman series. Right, that's uh, the one that you just recently shot at, at the uh, Eagle, Eagle Theater. Theater. Yep, yep. And then uh, we did uh, uh, before that was a uh, uh, Trick Bottle. As, as, there's a movie coming out. You did sound on it, right? Did sound on it. And then I've acted in two, Radio Tower Road, which is in 1031 Part 3. And I did a little bit on the director's cut for Unlisted Owner. Right. And then uh, that was the... He, he did the director's cut. They wanted to remarket it and everything. And so just a little uh, studio time, basically, for me on that one, is, uh, right here at work. And then the other one I did was uh, uh, it, Trick did Not I, Treat. Did I write this... 
<laughs> did I write the script for your bit? You were doing a news yeah, report. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah, and wrote I, something up. And yeah, yeah. I he sent me, and I'm like, it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't understand what he's getting, and so I had I was like, hey, you do news, Tony. You, you do news. <laughs> Can you rewrite this as and, uh, a news story? And and, and and it made the cut. But after after seeing it, I'm like, now I see what Jed was wanting to go with. He was wanting me to be a little more scared and shocked that they're releasing this. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense though. Right. <laughs> so, now it does, but it you know still it worked and it's still in the movie. Yeah. But the other one was the uh, first NFT horror film ever made, uh, 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 Trick Not Treat. Yeah. And that was another fun one. So so yeah, I've got a little bit of IMDb cred for well, somebody and, that and like radio, never thought they'd about getting into it. Well, and Radio Tower Road uh, was uh, again it was a faux trailer mm-hmm. that ran as part of the ten thirty one part three at the beginning uh, of the movie. There's all the these fake trailers. Movie, yep. Yeah. Yep. But it's one that I, I I'm hoping that uh Jed has cuz I know he's you, he's got a full talked, script. He's got a full script, he's got a story. So, you know, I'm hoping that at some point uh you get to actually make that whole full length. I'd love for that to be a full yeah. length feature. I think that would be a, a ton of fun. Yeah, I think it, yeah, definitely so. Cuz uh just the just the short 4 minute I think trailer that we created was just a blast and it was scary. I mean, yeah. great effects and everything. And yeah, it could, the whole and the whole story he's got in his mind that he, he's told me before. And I'm like, this will make a great movie. I, it needs to be out. Well, now. I, you know, we've joked, especially if we like zombies. We've joked before that Jed is just a good guy to know because you get an opportunity to do some things. Yeah, and I got an opportunity to hang out while uh, while they were shooting Radio Tower Road. And you know, and you're in it from my from my perspective. I didn't know what to expect when I came in. Yeah. I'm like, hey, oh, cool, you're going to be shooting here. Yeah. If I come in and hang out a little bit. And, you know, <laughs> an indie film, independent movie, could be anything from some dude with his iPhone yeah. to what I walked into, <laughs> which was, you know, dolly tracks all the way down the hall and, and a gimbal rig here in the studio. Yeah. Oh, holy crap. These guys aren't messing around. And they're drone shots. Yeah, dra- and, yep. You know, I mean... So uh, from my perspective, it was very cool. And I got to hang out with Jed's wife a little bit, who did uh, the zombie makeup, yeah. on which She's I, have, I have loved that aspect of movie making oh, yeah, yeah. as long as I can remember. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of the behind-the-scenes commentary and special effects stuff because I was fascinated by the... Yeah. By the back end of how to make, I've never been that interested in being a writer or director or any of that or being a on camera. But the behind the scenes special effects, I've done, uh, yeah. you know, special effects makeup on my wife and and uh, family for Halloween in the past. I've yeah, done for, some yeah, for the zombie parade makeups yep. and stuff like that for a parade that we Halloween parade we have over here mm-hmm. uh, in Oblong. And so it was a lot of fun to be able to hang out and see that aspect of it. Yeah, especially and that zombie. Up, yeah, and she kicked it up a notch or two because I've done zombie makeup with uh, liquid latex mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. makeup kits that you can buy from Walmart. Right, yeah. She had like th- <laughs> three or four piece prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. She was you know, yeah, latex she's prepared. prosthetics <laughs> and liquid latex and. And some high-end Hollywood level makeup, and that guy looked good too. He did. Well, I mean, he looked bad, but he looked, yeah, yeah. He looked really he bad looked 
you looked really good, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So, that, and again, that one, that trailer is in the uh, 1031 Part 3, which happened to be put together by Rocky Gray, who was the, uh, I think, the original drummer for Evanescence. Right. And now he does a lot of movie scores, and he put together that horror because he loves horror. And I think he did the other 1031 movies, well, that's, too. I love that, I love that you know, uh, you for sure, me by proxy because I know you, have shortened up my, mm-hmm. you know, six degrees of separation <laughs> to Ev- Amy Lee from Evanescence. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, now I can tell people I know Amy Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know her, but like, you, you know, know yeah. <laughs> I know somebody who's worked with somebody who knows her. So, ooh, you know, we just talked about Kevin Bacon. I wonder how I got to check that yeah, out. How many, <laughs> well, how many degrees of separation? I think it's like Kevin? two, actually. I think I remember looking that up one yeah. time. So, <laughs> I have to look well, at that. Well, because, uh, and you've got, I mean, beyond the, beyond the, uh, ind- independent stuff, and you don't, you don't have any IMDb creds, mm-hmm. but you can say, that you were an extra in a couple of major oh, Hollywood yeah, 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 productions, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which cut your six degrees of separation down exponentially. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I didn't, and I hardly ever consider those because they were, uh, again, just extras, and we were just having fun. They film, they happened to film Hunt for Red October on the naval base I was stationed, so I right. got to be a part of the film. Uh, they happened to Bitch, film. I'd be telling everybody I was in Hunt for Red October. <laughs> and, and I'd uh, be telling everybody I was in Hunt for Red October, and Sean Connery's bit of an ass. <laughs> well, you know, I do I'd sometimes. I'd be telling but... <laughs> that story. Well, I did before I got into Jack Bryan films. Gina Davis was incredible. She's nice. So yeah, nice. She yeah, so League of Their Own. They filmed it in Evansville. Europe. We just, yeah. a bunch of theater guys, we said, hey, we, let's go to be extras in this movie. And I got to meet Gina Davis, Madonna, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, and uh, Tom Hanks a little bit. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, not. He wasn't a jerk or anything. It's just that he ha- he was busy. The guy yeah. was on. You know, constantly busy. But that was a good experience. But now, now did you ask Madonna how her career as a Colombian no. drug lord was going? No, but she gave me a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> her Colombian drug lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I should have. I, that would have been the prime opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but no. And why she had Al, uh, Weird Al killed? But yeah, exactly. But no, she gave me a kiss on the cheek. Right now, there are people go, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> if you haven't watched. Weird, the Al Yankovic story on Roku yet. You're, you need to. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Are you even living your best life? No, no. Because that's a good movie. That's, that is. should be a holiday film, too. I don't know which holiday, though. Yeah, I don't, uh, <laughs> April, April Fool's. Fools. Yes. <laughs> April Fool's. All right, well, before we leave here, let's put in one more plug for uh, this weekend, uh, this Saturday. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast like weeks after the pod, uh, the show, sorry you missed it, but yeah, this Saturday, Saturday, December 10th. December 10th. At the Five Opera House, we're going to stream it live on WTYEFM dot com audio only and uh you'll hear it on wtye uh and you can also be in the audience show ticks for you.com that's the website show the uh word ticks is t-i-x and then the number four and the letter u.com and you can buy tickets to live at the five christmas special we're putting together two old-fashioned radio shows mixed in with a bunch of christmas music and other things yeah it's going to be exciting too i, I you know I mentioned that i i love the special effects yes. side of movie making yes and we're kind of uh we're getting to do a little bit of that in the old t- old school radio we have a foley effects. artist we have a foley artist <laughs> that's going to be on stage and may or may not be bringing a full-size door <laughs> for a couple of effects she was and talking about getting a cut down but i think the full-size door would be more fun <laughs> it would be epic so that's for so, sound effect and we're uh, and we're doing this and again and sh- that's uh her name uh brooke right? brooke oliver brooke yeah. oliver is going to be our on-stage foley artist yeah. which is cool that's- 
That's cool that's, as hell. That's going to be great uh, as a performance. I would love to. My Wait, wife sure. I, actually, she's going to listen to it on the radio only. She's not going to be there, but I think. That would be my favorite way to listen to it, but at the same time, I would love to be in the well, audience watching this We tried this to figure happen. out how to shoehorn a uh, horse galloping. Yeah. So just so she'd so have to it. use coconuts, <laughs> yeah. but we couldn't we figure out it. how to work that well, the first the f- Archie or a murder mystery. You, you notice how these two shows kind of reflect us as personalities. The first one is based on a comic book character, <laughs> yeah, and the second okay. one is a horror yeah. Christmas show. So, yep. huh. <laughs> but they're both Christmas related. They're so. both Christmas related, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, tune in for that coming up Saturday. 7 o'clock is the start of the show. Central time. Central time. Should last about two hours, give or take, if we've done our math and planning correctly, which... <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but either way, we're going to have fun with it. And uh, you can hear it on WTYEFM.com, streaming live. Or you can hear it on WTYE 101.7 FM if you're in the area. You can be in the audience if you're in the area. That's the best place. Showticksforyou.com. Get those tickets. Or you can buy them at the door. It's going to be a blast. And uh, I think the audience is going to get a little extra because... We're going to do a few extra things just for the audience. The audience right. gets the Q&A with Santa. So Yeah, well, the audience gets Q&A with Santa, plus just watching the yeah. actors and actresses perform. Especially Archie and Jughead. Is going to be fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, well, that does it for another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. Again, if you want to help support us, you can uh, head up to nerduppodcast.com. Uh, there's a little donate button if you wish. We'd appreciate it. Or you can purchase t- T-shirts to show that you listen to us. And uh, go to cafepress.com slash nerduppodcast. We got some really cool logos uh, that are out there now. Or yeah, speaking just fun of stuff. Archie. Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. The guy named the guy Archie that, created these. The guy that voices Archie is the uh, graphic know. designer that put together some of these logos for I, us. That's pretty cool. It. Hey, I so. never thought about it. Good small world we live yeah. in. So it, that, it's a small no, And it's the best way to support it, I think, would be that because then you're wearing the shirt and you're showing people that we're out there. And yeah. again, I'm not one to get rich doing this. I'm just having fun. Right. So, But, again, storage fees apparently become an issue. <laughs> Especially when someone steals your credit card, but that's a different story. Yeah, that, that's that's for another podcast. Yeah. So we'll end this one like we do each and every episode. Stay, Stay nerdy. nerdy. Prepare to be terrified. Lawford County Productions presents the unlisted owner director's cut. Featuring nine minutes of never-before-seen footage. Out now via Amazon Streaming and coming soon to Blu-ray and DVD. You've been warned. You've been warned.